And today on Mob Rules, I missed Game of Thrones to record this. We talked to Peter from NGC 40K. I missed WWE Payback to record this. And we talk about Imperial Knights. It's episode 22 of Mob Rules. Welcome to episode 22 of Mob Rules, the podcast that failed the role on the popularity table. Uh, I, of course, am John, joined as always by my cohort, Ted. Hey. And today we are joined by none other than NGC40K's very own... You can Me. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you can introduce yourself. Uh, sorry. <laughs> we just made that awkward there for a second. Yeah, so that's, that's what we do. It's, it's getting everyone nice and comfortable, getting, you know, what to expect from, from uh, where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. Um, you run a very popular narrative podcast, uh, or focusing on the narrative aspects of the 40K game and then the stories and all that other kind of fun stuff there. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Get the plugs out of the way. Oh, get the plugs out of the way. All right. Uh, <laughs> So it's a very narrative, fun podcast. <laughs> and fun. No, uh, yeah, we, we, we focus on the lighter side, uh, the fluffier side of things. And uh, mainly we're trying to, we try to put a, a story behind every game that we play. And that, that's our main focus. And even though you're talking, I see a, a, a verbal medium, as you call it, then yeah. it's hard to get hobby, hobby, aspects across so we try to do that and we have a lot of pictures and describe things and eventually we'll get uh, some youtube st- stuff up and whatnot so um but yeah through an audio medium it's hard to get uh visual but we try we do our best i think it's kind of cool i mean I, I've, I've listened to a few of your podcasts and it, it is kind of neat to have that you know it's almost like c uh a, a, appendix b <laughs> for you know said building and you know so this kind of need to be able to, like jump back and forth like what now what was that building they're talking about like how he's creating this for the scenario and so flip over to your facebook page and take a look at stuff so right i, I think it translates pretty well um at least for me yeah yeah for sure i mean i know Let's- of course, if I'm in my car, it'd be really hard to <laughs> like look at my iPhone and <laughs> get in crashes and like, oh, it's so worth it. But yeah, I, I, can, I can just. But I, I found out what that building everybody was. That's, <laughs> yeah. Everybody that's bursting the Wi-Fi's on the local train as they're trying to get to, to get to their work, you know, <laughs> downloading pictures from our website. How did how did they put that together? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you can feel proud. <laughs> so, what would you say? Was, like, uh, how? What's your favorite thing you've achieved or, or had happen through your podcast so far? Would you say? Uh, just connecting with people, you know, it's just, just the fact that people are really even willing to listen to us is pretty amazing. You know, when, when, you know, when things first start out and I, I still think we're pretty darn young. Uh, but it's like when you, when you check out how many downloads you've had and that kind of thing. And I mean, when you get, we're getting 50, it was just, Whoa, Oh my gosh, we have 50 people listening to us. That's, that's crazy. I, it's almost like we paid them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom, cousin yeah. Jeb. Things, yeah, things people do for a nickel these days is amazing. <laughs> but yeah. good thing you're an engineer, yeah, right? So, like, you have yeah, the nickels. That's, that's, been, uh, that's been the big thing of just the yeah. fact that people are are listening to us. Yeah, and I get I get a lot of excitement out of um, doing our bolter segment. And I feel like that's uh, 
you know, a nice key feature that we have of just having an audio drama in our show um, as our break between our segments that we do. And I have a lot of fun doing that. And it, you know, it gets to really explore a lot of the creative side uh, of, of the hobby. So yeah. I think that was, I mean, just some backstory for everybody else. And for those who didn't tune into the Adepticon uh, uh, episode, like, yeah, Peter and I, we, um, we met, uh, first time was an Adepticon. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, first I think time we we're standing there and our beers clinked together on accident. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, is he looking at me? <laughs> I just yeah. like that image of your guys' beards clicking together, almost because they would intertwine and intermash. And, and he said yeah. beers, <laughs> not beards. <laughs> I heard what I heard, and I'm sticking to it. Our, our bottle cap opener rings got stuck together. Oh, my gosh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Twitter painted. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. <laughs> but yeah i think that was really kind of cool like i think uh um you know we about two-thirds probably three-quarters of the way through our adepticon titanicus game like we realized that one another were podcasters and so we ended up sitting there talking about podcasting and yeah i think you started right before yeah. we did right like it was... ted's, ted's, ted's like you want my card it's like holy shit you got cards <laughs> <laughs> now i did go and grab a back Man. yeah it was like the print your own but <laughs> Because, yeah, we like before before Ted goes down, we were like, wow, you know, maybe we should send you down with some business cards and then, you know, you can, you know, intermingle and connect and do all that other fun <laughs> stuff. So we went to our local friendly office supply big box store. And so Ooh. Ted Ted's an artist by trade. So he'd already designed up this awesome card. It looks great. does all these things. So I give them the file. I'm like, hey, can you just print this out in cards? And like, there's going to be yeah. there's going to be a $20 design fee. I'm like, what are you designing? Oh, I have to resize it to fit. I'm like, it's already sized to fit. So out of a fit of rage, I just laughed, <laughs> refusing to, to pay someone for someone else's work. <laughs> uh, and I just sent kind of Ted the message. I was like, hey, man, do it yourself. I'm not paying these guys. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it was great. I think like, I, I remember, mm. uh, you know, I get those. And they're they're pre-perforated uh, or whatever, you know. And uh, so I put yeah. them into the inkjet at work. I hope nobody at work is listening to this. Sorry, no, no one listens to this. I, I printed out and like <laughs> the thing kept like coming apart, like in the printer. So I'd like reach into the printer and like yank out all these, you know, oh, diced up. Man. <laughs> it was great. Oh no. Uh, it's oh, all right. It worked out. That's but, awful. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like my boss to find one of those like Tad. <laughs> next, ne- next up in small business monthly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So what gave you the inspiration for the Dad, last week? Last week it was your butt. This time it's cards. Really? <laughs> Man, I thought it was hairy enough where you couldn't see anything. Yeah, it was the poo stains. That gave oh it away. wow! <laughs> Terrible. Down a dark, dark path, as we often do, right here on Marlboros. <laughs> so, what was the inspiration to do uh, a serial on your on your show? Like, this is one of the prime aspects of it, right? Like, the bolter porn segments? Yeah, um, that came from, boy, it came from a lot of different things. I always thought that it it started with, uh, I guess, from two sides. Uh, uh, originally, I don't remember if you know the podcast, uh, Turn 8, they aren't around, or, yeah, Turn 8, they aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to do this, like, uh, narrative version of uh, uh, one of their games that they'd play like a battle report. And they did that like once a month or once every other month or something like that. And 
I kind of listen to that and I listen to a lot of the audio dramas and I really dig those mm. and I kind of started turning it and said, well, let's turn this into its own thing. And what if it started out with just something small of, of like, you know, 30 to 60 seconds. And what really got me flip flipped on, it was the, the doing our intro, getting our intro together, got me hooked. I was like, okay, I got to keep making these. These are a lot of fun. And I mean, they're a lot, they're a ton of work, you know, it was oh. like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know five five hours for for 60 seconds i'm not kidding oh, and geez. so it's like you know once you get that going then then it was then i realized uh at the end of last year it was kind of well okay it's it's i can only go so far without at least describing what's happening besides using just sound effects and so that's when i decided uh to go f- full audio drama and i just took uh took GW's cue on exactly how they did it and just kind of copied that directly and okay. started writing, started writing my own stuff. And so every week I try to write about 500 words and that's, that's what my segment is now. So it's about a 500 word show that ends up being, uh, you know, like three, three and a half minutes now. And so there's a lot of narrative in between, uh, breaks things up, helps the story, I think move along a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's exciting, and I just uh, right now I'm working on getting the next one out, and and uh, you know it's as you're pumping them out each week or every other week, it's exciting to see what's going to happen next in the story because I don't write them all at once, so it's where am I going to take this to next, you know? So, so you you yeah, do a lot of uh, hallucinogens, or you like wait for your dreams to tell you, or like how do you, how do you get there? <laughs> well, I have this I have this old crack pipe that I used to, I used to carry around. <laughs> from college it's from my college days it's okay it's okay it's from college yeah you're and... an artist <laughs> sorry you know, we're all white and middle yeah, class here there's it's no all crack right. problems it's all right. <laughs> as long as my I, I not until my you know my as long as my whip lips don't turn white i'm good um, <laughs> but, but no i just i just you know uh create this stuff and and it kind of the games and stuff drive drive me to creating more in it so um uh, I guess it's just always always been something I've done is um, even though I'm in like an, I'm an engineer. The funny thing is, is we're not known for being creative. That's the architects. Right. And, but anyhow, <laughs> they uh, everybody else was taking all these technical writing classes and, and shit like that. And and I looked at it as like, oh, cool. I'll take uh, creative writing. I'll write stories instead. <laughs> and, oh, and I'll take I'll take I'll take poetry, you know, <laughs> fuck all that cr- Fuck all that technical writing. Who wants to write a manual? That all doesn't right. sound fun at all. <laughs> See, now I gotta have to ask: Are you a civil engineer, mechanical engineer? Like what? Civil engineer? I can uh, almost see you. Like, <laughs> yeah, civil and environmental. Yeah. Okay, phew. All right, there's a little leeway there. <laughs> yeah, one step away from being an architect. <laughs> I gotta say, it, <laughs> a lot what, of math classes away. <laughs> in college, uh, I found out one of the classes that qualified for one of my kind of minimum requirement ones was a, a film studies class. Okay. So yeah, I just I paid and they got credit for just sitting watching Chinatown and stupid other films. It was it was amazing. And I love those classes. They're like you fill a requirement, but are actually fun and very little to do with my actual degree. Right, right. That's that's what mine was. It was just it had to be a a two hundred level English class, and I remember just I wanted to take something more fun that I was interested in. So. <laughs> well, it's cool that you're sticking with it, though. I mean, it wasn't just like one of those gimme credits. Yeah, well, yeah, and then I'm, I'm I'm just happy I stuck with it with the show with uh, recording them every, you know, tried to do it every episode. So, 
So, then so you... yeah, so look, come, come listen to NGC. If anything, at least just, you know, skip to the middle and listen to the audio. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you do a lot of narrative <laughs> stuff. Like, it just seems like you, um, yeah, I mean, you, you were doing the, uh, I'm sorry, the Exterminata series. And, I mean, it, it's really kind of neat to listen to you guys. Like, you know, we'll cover the Red Wah, but it's mostly about our game and a little bit about the story. But, I mean, it seems like you're really delving into the story and, like, the excitement that you guys get into about the uh, uh, the flesh terrors jumping out of the Storm Raven and shooting bugs as they fly back in using their jump packs. You know, like, it's, yeah, there's, it's almost I mean, more there's, exciting there's, to listen to you guys then. <laughs> right. There's so much cool stuff that everybody looks over. I mean, that's, like, one of the things we're doing in our next episode. We're going to go over some of the uh, missions that were in there. But it's like there's so much cool fluff and people – I almost feel like people get the books and they don't even care about reading the fluff or anything like that. They don't even look at the missions. It's almost like what's this fo- – what formation can I use to try to break the game? You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and they skip over all that. So it's like you paid 70 bucks to get a handful of formations and there's so much cool stuff in that book. It's like, That's what we wanted to put our focus on. Uh, you, you know, there's all kinds of other stuff with I'm sure, you know, Callion and, and – and Sanctus Reach and everything, everybody's always talking about, oh, oh look at all the, the all, I can wild return and all this. Well, what's happening in the story? What's what's going on in there? And there's tons of school, cool stuff of, you know, tanks getting swallowed up by sand pits. I mean, it's cra- crazy, you know. Yeah, I, I have to say that this podcast is something that kind of keeps me grounded back in the fluff because most of the people I play against on a regular basis, the kind of games we're playing are just kind of the, the, the like you said, the beat face formation uh, how how can I you know bend this to my whim kind of lists right uh, so so having kind of podcasts like yours and then having to sit down and kind of talk about the background of the game here is is helpful for me to remember that it's kind of little plastic spaceman with <laughs> like amazing uh, artistry and and writing behind it for like thirty years worth and like I said not just formation of the month spanned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there's, yeah, the history, like you're saying, and just, you know, when they said, is that whole, when they said unbound, can you go unbound, you know, everybody else is, you know, a lot of people are just, oh, how can I break this, or this this is so broken, and and instead it was, hey, we can finally field that company that they said you could field, but they didn't have any rules mm-hmm. for it, you, you could finally put this on the table, even though they didn't have rules for it, you know, it's just, it, it opened up so many doors, and, and it seemed like everybody else was looking at how it was going to break the game instead of how how can you make the game more fun using it and you know and basically all it's doing is is giving all the ones that say you have to have a rule to be be able to do this it just it basically justifies that for them of well okay well now we can do this and all the naysayers that because there isn't a specific rule that don't want to play some something made up now you can do that that was a, if you catch, I think, catch my meaning. Yeah, I think I was listening to the uh, the ICs recently, and they were. I think it was. Uh, um, they had a couple guys on there. Um, they were talking about how uh, 40k started out as a garage hammer thing, and it, like it, oh, yeah. it wasn't intended to be a tournament no. system, and and so right. they don't really care that it's not entirely balanced, and you know it's 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 really just an excuse to get your little guys out and and have a game. You know, like you need a you need a yeah. rough outline as to how it's going to be played. I, Otherwise, it's just total anarchy, and then. But I thought that was right. a really neat perspective. Yeah, and it's I've been in this game for a long time, and it's it's only until the last I'd say ten years that I've been playing in a store. Oh wow! Because no nobody had room in their stores before, so mm-hmm. it was it's very very recent that people actually had things going on in a store. I, I, so I have to say, to to me, kind of from 
growing up and doing most of my gaming in my younger childhood in the UK, it's a very kind of American US thing that the insistence on a competitive scene mm. and kind of needing right. that validation of there, there has to be a tournament there, there has to be, you know, and that seems to be the, the mindset over here uh, for, for, for a lot of that there. Whereas I used to, you know, just take my models on a Wednesday night for fantasy Thursday night for 40 K and, and just throw it down for whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I want to say on that. Yeah, you know, I'm this conversation killer <laughs> today. That's good old John. So, uh, what armies do you play? What are you What are you working on these days? I'm still working on my Raven Guard Elysian Force. They're part of the the my narrative force for the NGC because the NGC started out as a club, not a um, not as a uh, a podcast. And it, it was a group that was basically got, we got kind of tired of the endless showing up every Monday night and would, was there was always, you know, uh, net netless and math hammer and, uh, you know, five wave serpents and you know, we just said, okay, we'll, let's get away from this yeah. and get back to some of our origins and just try to have more campaigns and more fun. And let's put a story behind what we're doing. And so my force that I'm finally really getting around to because I've been busy with other events that I've been running and whatnot, uh, my force is the leftovers from uh, the Castrol Novum event, mm. the Radon Castrol Novum. So I decided to take my force from there and say what happened to them after that. And and so I'm playing them. So that's what I'm putting a lot of focus in right now. But, I mean, I play a blend of armies. Um, the, only, the only, let's see, I don't, I don't have... I don't have any Tau models. Yay. And I don't, and I don't have any Chaos models. Oh. But it's not to say that I wouldn't want any of those forces. It's just I haven't gotten gotten to them yet. I, I would like to have, you know, like everybody's dream, 2,000 points of every army. I'm working on it, and I'm working on it. I'm trying to, you know, keeping up with the Tuttles. <laughs> so there's two armies you don't have uh, <laughs> what it comes down to God. well I, I i don't know if i really have eldar i have one box of that and oh, i don't okay. have sisters or anything like that my main forces are i have a, a like two different variants of space marines i have imperial guard Alish and Alicians. um i have a necron force uh did i say a, bo- a box of eldar yeah. <laughs> it's an army or not but it's the, it's the start of one darn it if, if you say um, it twice that counts as two boxes Okay, yeah, there, there, I got two boxes. Um, they just multiplied then, your closet. And then I'm working on an, on some orcs. Um, I really dug the the Cromlech stuff. Oh yeah, and so yeah. I have this I have this big idea of how to do like an all just go 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 with the theme and just go do an all German uh, orc force. You know, with like the World War II German vehicles wow. and try to get those in and. And except call them like the make them the blood axes or something like that, so that it kind of fits that they're trying to be more like the IG or whatever. So yeah, so that's what I do. That's what I got. Cool. I, I did just write down uh, keeping up with the Tuttle's future skit idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I I already called it referred to that that uh, Tamaya drill. I, I'm making it a thing of the. I call it the Tuttle drill. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he got he got a chuckle out of that on the one hour a night <laughs> i was like oh tonight i'm putting together my total drill <laughs> so a few times uh here locally uh some guys have tried to put together 
uh, narrative campaigns and, you know, like maybe a league or something, you know, where everybody plays a game and depending yep. on what happens, it might change the map or change, you know, objectives and so on. Um, but I know like a lot of ours, like we get about one or two rounds in and then it just falls apart due to lack of interest. You know, it seems like you have about three or four people that are really into the idea. And then you have like 10 that are probably like, they love the idea, but there just isn't the follow through. So do you ever have that problem? Like when you're running these campaigns and like, how do you deal with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's always a big problem. You just kind of get, get used to it. Um, so the first time I was starting with some of this stuff, I ran a big campaign. I ended up having 17 participants. Mm. And I think by the time it got to the end, there was about eight of them. Um, and had so. the planetary empires map. And I mean, really got into it, had full background. And, and then the next time around, the next, the next two just kind of, uh, I'd say they failed. Um, oh, no. <laughs> they, they kind of, they kind of failed. I was, you know, it's like that whole thing. Everybody shows a lot of interest uh-huh. until the day something kicks off and then suddenly it's, you know, crickets, but you just got to keep, you got to keep plugging away. Um, if you're going to do a campaign, uh, doing three part campaigns is a, is a really good way to do it, uh, to keep their interest. If the area is, um, heavy in doing tournament style play, then you don't want to do it week after week. You want to try to go like maybe once every other week. I, I, I've seen that that seems to keep people's interests more if there's a small gap between it a lot so that it gives okay. them the freedom to go and play a, a uh, their tournament style stuff because they're getting rid of uh, getting ready for, say, Adepticon or something like that. But then you bring this in and, and again, avoid those big things. So if you know they're practicing for Adepticon or LVO or whatever, try to stay in between those. Don't plan it right on top of that because you'll never get good participation but again it's just uh best things you, you can do is you know do like a a three-part campaign and i found that the the better planned it is the better the better results you're going to get so you, you got to think of you need it to be over the top you want to get you want people to be drawn to it so it might mean you you spend a lot of time on terrain it might mean you Mm. Um, really get that story behind it and get people's, you know, juices flowing, post little bits of it, post little things of here, what you're working on to get everybody uh, just clawing at the bit to get, to get, to just come, come and do this thing that you, you got going on, but then it has to be awesome and, and, and smooth when you actually run it. And then as long as that happens, you know, and you keep the hiccups to a minimum, then, they're going to want to come to that next one. And then, uh, and then you, you got to make that last one kind of like the, you know, the, the main event to come to. So it's like, so these little ones that you're doing, these are the okay ones and you're having a great time here and you get to see some cool stuff, but you really want to come to this big event because that's, we have limited space oh. and you're going to want to come to it or you're just going to be, uh, you know, watching from the sidelines and so- where do you want to be? So do you so, work in, uh, you know, like as things happen, you know, like you take over this ammo dump or you take over that sky shield or something like that, you know, it has like consequences in the game. Like maybe you're able to bring on your reserves or whatever it may be. And uh, uh, you, I know like, so everybody kind of plays a part generally, like if you're playing like one of the, like a planet strike or something. Um, but uh, also, you know, it, it, how much do you include somebody's story or do you ask for their narratives? Like how, how much do you... In, Involve their 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 aspect of their contribution to the overall narrative to keep them interested. 
or is that something for, that you worry about? You know, like their for, victory for the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's a campaign you're putting together, that's supposed to be, say you're, say you're running like a can a Sanctus reach kind of thing, you know, red wah. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's something you've put together, then I wouldn't be worried about, about their background so much. They're, you know, they get to, their pleasure is being able to participate in something you put together. Now, if, if it's something that you're planning, like say you have a lot of, uh, a lot of orc players in your area and you're trying to plan an event together to where you, you use them. Like we had, so for, we ran the, um, I'm running, running the Castrel Novum right now as a, but part of an APOC series that I run called the APOC luck. Um, I, I do they, I love that. That's just amazing. <laughs> Sounds great. But it's, Hey, it's, a, it's, it's apocalypse 40 K. It's a potluck. It's it's a potluck. But anyhow, enough, <laughs> all your enough, models enough, go home greasy. <laughs> enough, bad, enough bad plugs. Uh, but it also but sounds it, like it, something that like a, someone would yell at you, running at you with a bum. Yeah. <laughs> a potluck. <laughs> a potluck. Yeah, like a chicken. <laughs> so the the orc players they got together yeah. and they decided uh, they decided to duke it out on who was going to be the warlord. Okay, and I didn't plan that at all. They just they started playing games against against each other before the series started and said, "Oh, cool! All right, whoever idea. wins this is going to be the warlord for this whole shebang." So that was that was pretty cool. I mean, you can and taking that, I mean, you can incorporate that in a lot of different things, and whether it's uh, you know a chaos force or whatever, who's going to lead the chaos force? You know, who's who's going to be the Abaddon? I mean, you can. And if you you tie that into whatever story you're, you're you're doing for a campaign, I mean that just is gonna. I mean, obviously they have to show up then, right? Because that's their background, <laughs> their story. So at least get... you at least you know you have one or two people that show up, you know, because the other guy might, that lost might have been like, well, that's that guy, you know. <laughs> go play Destiny, <laughs> right? Yeah. Good luck taking Tara, buddy. All right. See you <laughs> bye. <laughs> I love that attitude. It was like, well, if I can't lead, then I'm not even playing. Screw you. I'll follow yeah, yeah. you. But then they're, but then they're going to miss out when they should, when they hear about how fun the campaign is. But that's the big thing is you got to make it fun. So, so yeah, planned out and run it smoothly and you have a fun event. So, so, so my, 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 my head and mind and Facebook feed has been filled the past few uh, days since the death from the skies release was announced. And again, coming from a mostly competitive group on my side and you know, a bunch of tournament players, obviously the sky is falling. Everything is awful. Um, you know, oh my God, now games are going to be 30 hours and, you know, everyone has to take eight flyers. Um, you mix what, what, are you about to ask me what my take is on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. As, as a more narrative player, what's your take on that? I, I'm personally very excited for it. Dude, I haven't even bought the book. <laughs> well, it's, it's, that, it's that's, that... that's how con- that's how concerned I am over it. No, it's a book I want, but I mean the last the last one I bought, it was tough to get people to use Ace's rule, oh. um, and so it was kind of a book that sat on my shelf. So then when I saw this, it was it was okay. I, I like it, but I, I I'm not in a I'm not in a, a a rush, you know, to go and get it. What, I'm sure I'll get it eventually, but it's not something I'm. What you should have done know, is. Not being a primary orc player because the only place to get rules for the orc fighter jets for the longest time was in that book. And that's oh, I had the, the white dwarf, luckily, so I didn't have to buy the yeah, book. <laughs> I didn't, so yeah, I had to buy the book. Um, but I'm well, a lot of them are they're sold out here too, so that's a big thing on a lot of them too. Is they're just they're sold out every everywhere around here, so it's. I think personally, it's going to be good. Wait anyway. 
Uh, and Ted, I know off air, you and I talked about it a little bit there. Um, a, a lot of people are complaining that, you know, now flyers have different roles. And I'm like, well, yeah, they, they do in real life, too. I mean, you're not going to have a B-52 dogfighting with a Spitfire. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, and then the ability for them to affect reserve roles is another rumor that's coming out here. So they can do negative modifiers, enemy reserves. And I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. If, you know, you're coming in off the board, the plane overhead's going to see that. Um, yeah. So, like I said, there, there's a lot of good stuff there. I view it as kind of to seventh edition as what escalation and stronghold assault was to sixth edition. Something people bitched about a hell of a lot when it came out, but within a couple months, it was rolled into the rulebook, and no one really cared anymore. Well, there's a rumor of but yeah, and even of even that. escalation, it really didn't do anything. And, and for how much people complained, I never saw that stuff on the table. Yeah. <laughs> with with all the with all the complaints, it's not like every army started showing up with a revenant titan in it. It was just <laughs> things went on as normal. Thank and, God. You know, Thank God. Uh, yeah. And again, it it was just another rule to put it there so that people could say, "Oh, hey, oh, you have a bane blade. Well, let's let's start being able to use it again." You know, and that's. It seemed almost like GW had to, to to make a book to just you know squash all of that anti anything that's not tournament <laughs> setting play. You know, of, oh, you have a bane blade. Well, you just spent one hundred and fifteen. Oh, sorry about that. You can't use that. You know, and nobody people just don't do apoc. And yeah, well, all right. Well, here now you get to play it and fuck all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, before before Games Workshop would be like, I got your rules for you right here, buddy, and flipping off people. You know, like we're a model company, um, right? But, but like for from yeah. kind of, it's it's almost there. There, you almost you almost wonder if that's their they they use that as a uh, for spite saying we're <laughs> model company, as they're as they're busting out all these rules for games. Yeah, as they sit in their board oh, we're a model company. before every meeting, they just cheer. We're a model company. We're a model company. Now about this new box game we're releasing. No, um, but that's something we've seen like in the past month. I would say is done like a complete one eighty. Is is the the Games Workshop community outreach program? Oh, yeah. um, you know, through Facebook, uh, the promise of FAQs. Um, I know if, if Age of Sigmar gets like 20 pages of FAQs or whatever it ended up being, uh, I, I, I would just hate to think what the 40K one is going to be. I think that thread on their Facebook page ended at about 2,000 questions people were asking. Um, and and I, read, yeah. I read most of them, and some of them literally gave me cancer. Uh, <laughs> and I, can, I, I understood a little bit why they didn't interact with the community. Because a, right. a lot of it was just, um, why is this crap? Mike, that's not a rules question. Yeah. Sorry, there's, there's a lot of rules that I, I can't believe that I, that I can't believe people haven't figured out of, you know, I'm not going to name a bunch because I just, you hear them all the time on different, on different podcasts or you see them come up in the tournament, you know, scene and stuff like that. And it's just, you look at them and you want to shake your head and, and, and think to yourself, just think as simple as you can about this because that's how GW is going about it. The fact you've made it really complex is the whole reason why it's not working. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like you're, you're thinking way too hard on this. It's just just try to dumb it down a little and then it's going to work itself out. But, 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 uh, just, dude, chill. It's it's good. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And it probably is not even, it's not even going to come up in a game, half of those ones that they, they ask about. It's, you know, I don't know. 
<laughs> a whole lot of sitting in your dark, the whole, dark room. The whole, well, the whole Void Shield one just like bugged, bugged the piss out oh, of me. Oh, which one was that? Like, oh, well, you know, what happens if we shoot multiple rounds at a Void Shield? What happens if a blast it doesn't, if the blast doesn't affect the people underneath? Dude, it's a bubble. No matter what <laughs> shit you shoot, it's a bubble. It's going to hit the bubble and it either blows up on the bubble or it blows the bubble up. It doesn't do anything beyond that. It's that's what it does. <laughs> and if you don't if you don't like that, just read the 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 D weapon rules because it just says a D weapon takes out a void shield. That's it. It doesn't do anything further, blow anything else up. Just says it removes a void shield. <laughs> Those are all big ass blast markers that remove models from tables, and they're pissing and moaning about a battle cannon. It's like, dude, just. It's, it's simple. <laughs> Think of it simply, you know. I did vent. Uh, I did venture onto Dacca last week. Uh, the the uh, happiest I, place sorry. on earth. <laughs> um, well, I was I was led there because uh, one of my friends pointed out a thread where someone was arguing a rule and had written what can only be a five hundred page dissertation <laughs> about why the end of the phase and the phase ends are two different things, and their their <laughs> their librarious conclave should be able to cast and not be uh, denied the witch because the phase has ended, but it wasn't the end of the phase. And there was like three pages of notes and comments about, oh, I'm no, you're you're addicted, and he's like, no, I'm right because of this, this, and this, and then I just I had to go in with my two cents, and I'm like. You went to a hell of a lot of trouble to be someone no one wants to play against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, no, because of the rules. Like, honestly, I, I don't care about the rule. It's just like if you're sitting and explaining one minute portion of one rule in one phase and it takes you 200 pages, I don't care. I'm <laughs> it's, the game's going to take and four years. And that installed on a four up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> four, five, or six. It's all good. Yeah. That's, think about how much time that guy had to take to write that. And how often that again? How often that might come up in a game? And it's just like, well, I, I, how much? How much? How, how value? How much do you value your time? Because if you have hold any value to it, you wouldn't write a dissertation on it. Well, it was you would just fun. be like, yeah, okay, whatever. How much is this really going to affect the game? I'm I'm in the middle of currently, and yeah, I go with it. You know? <laughs> well, cause... I think that's a huge, huge difference between a lot of players and like say myself of just of. Does that guy get cut? Dude, you got cover. Just take the cover save. Don't worry about it. Because is that one cover save really going to break the game? No. Just, you know, it's whatever it is. <laughs> we having fun? We're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I shamed him to the point because uh, he started replying with, well, I'm not actually going to do it. I'm just kind of going over the rules and, you know, saying that you could do it. And I'm like, bullshit. You were not. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, it, it's kind of a pain to look at it that way. And it is kind of like a pain to get hung up on those things. But I kind of, you know, sometimes you got to look at those as like, I mean, in a way, in a in a very hippie kind of way, that's just his way of having fun, right? Like, it's his way of teasing out the rules, hopefully. And I don't know. I mean, I, if, if I get, sit there across from him and he's going to argue that, like, all right, we're not having fun. Let's move along. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so right. If that's, if that's what he wants to do, like, hey. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, just like, go for it if that's how you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Sure. It's cool. Right. So, well, um, why don't we take a quick break and uh, get on to some knights? Yeah. What do you think? Let's cool. you know, talk, talk about some Imperial knights, uh, maybe. Kind of scared of this section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. There was, yeah, tons of info out there. It's, it's wonderful. All right. We'll be uh, right back. 
If you're in the Anchorage area and need your hobby fix, head on down to Tier 1 Cards and Games. Whether it's 40K, X-Wing, Attack Wing, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, War Machine, Age of Sigmar, Malifor, or even Magic, the Gathering kind, not the Siegfried and Royd kind, Tier 1 Cards and Games has the space, the players, and products for you to build your forces and destroy your foes. Not in Alaska? Enjoy our snow, suckers. We've got none! And while you're stuck inside, check out Tier 1's live Twitch stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tier 1 Cards. Streaming ITC format, 40K starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the last Saturday of every month. Welcome back. That was a great something that we put in, and we totally planned what it was before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have actually written new material, uh, so there is new stuff incoming. You know, every um, time we say that, we, we end up plugging something that we don't. <laughs> well, I, I literally have the past couple of days spent a ton of time sitting writing yeah. and actually getting that. That's mainly been our problem is uh, shout out to my wonderful job that keeps me occupied like 60, 65 hours a week. You know what um, would be make this a lot easier? What's that? And it'd be kind of fun. Maybe we should do this. I know we were talking about doing like a Siri episode mm-hmm. or a Siri skit. Maybe we should just have like uh, uh, was it text to chat? And have text to chat recorded for us. Text to chat recorded for us, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you do all these, uh, like, uh, the skits, and it's yeah, just a better so, recording of uh, Well, that that was one of my skits, was uh, a tag priest talking to a land raider, and it was just like Siri, and it kept on mis- mishearing him, uh, and all that other kind of fun stuff. Uh, um, but there is new stuff coming, because uh, rather than just saying it, I've actually written down about 10 pages of random crap the past couple of days. Um, but anyway, more on to the present. Aww. Uh, yeah, I know. I had anecdotes. <laughs> okay, well, anecdote that's, away. That's all right. uh, my other one was Old Man Dante, because uh, Dante being one of the oldest space marines, 1,100 years old, uh, just making him a crotchety old man who complains about young kids <laughs> and just being completely useless on the battlefield. Therefore, you know, fitting his model and his, you know, tabletop abilities. He'll have his, his gold and nipple-plated yeah. uh, cane. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yelling, my... yelling at people to stay off his grass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and kind of get some meta jokes in there. Like in my day, Necron, uh, you know, the Tomb Blades run around in like uh, like scooters. Not this Crescent bullshit and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Old Man Dante is, is one I'm very excited for. Uh, but Imperial Knights. <laughs> Slick transition. <laughs> Imperial Knights, yeah. I'm excited for them too. Yeah. So, so Ted, why don't you start telling us a little bit about Knights? Uh, viewer discretion is advised. I do have a soundboard for this, and it's going to wear out its welcome here pretty <laughs> soon. Uh, so we had the, the Renegades box just dropped recently. Yep. and Another board game. So this one was kind of an interesting one because, you know, Knights don't seem to play too much into the mythos, like the 40K mythos. They're, not, they're, they're relatively new, and, I mean, it was almost like, you know, it was a unit that got turned into an army. So... Uh, I think in in a way, hopefully, we're we're going to be seeing like a the the story develop them more. We're going to have more background mm-hmm. uh, interconnected. I mean, they do seem to uh, plop into campaigns quite a bit, right, uh, Pete? I think you you probably seen them in uh, a few. Right, I know. I noticed when they first came out that they uh, the big surge was to put them in a lot of campaigns, which is pretty neat. Having all the different nightly houses show up, mm-hmm. you know, in different places, so. Yeah, so going back, um, you know, they had their, their origins in, I think it was what, White Dwarf 126. I don't know if that's a UK edition or ours. I think we were like one off. Like if they were on number two, we were on number one um, <laughs> for White Dwarf. And uh, so it started off as like a, a, as a bonus army or a bonus unit for the um, Adepticon or Adeptus Titanicus in Epic. 
Um, so that's when we started seeing the knights. And that was, I think, like the first white dwarf I ever got as yeah. a kid. And uh, for, for our younger listeners, Epic is tiny scale 40K. <laughs> um. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for all you tricycle it's, engines out there. Not everyone's yeah, so before as old that, as us. Before that was Space Marine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Space Crusade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. Yeah, go. Cool. So we, we had the knights. Um, they, they gave us some fluff, a little bit about the houses, uh, and then kind of dropped it on our lap there. And then I think there was, I mean, we had a lot of, some really developed knights, like they talked about the lancer, the castigator, <laughs> and so on. So this is, um, I think they, in a way, they kind of let it go, and then they brought it back. Like, what was it, two years ago? Uh, yeah, right around, I think it was or yeah, three. Two, 2014, I want to say. Okay. Because 2014, the first night Codex dropped, and everyone was like, yeah, I can finally use my units, and they're a whole army now, but it's a $50 book for two unit entries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh and then 2015 came along, and another Night Codex came along, and everyone was like, okay, so I have more unit entries, but I'm going to complain anyway because I have to buy a new book after, I think, nine months, I think it took for that Night Book to update. Yeah, it wasn't very long. No. It didn't seem like they complained too long, though. I mean, the, the Knights, the, oh. the new formations and the new units. I missed it. Uh, <laughs> we're pretty. There you go. We're pretty dope. So. Yeah. Uh, so I think we got, like, extra weapons. You got the uh, the perennial court. Well, what you what you had was an ability to skyfire, which is is what knights oh. really missed. Um, uh, speaking as a you know, I play turnids right now. Um, uh, my buddies played turnids before that, and if, if they were pointing up against knights, I'm like oh sweet, I have a flyer with uh, electroshock grubs. I'm just going to fly around and avoid you, <laughs> uh, and then slowly take hull points off. Yeah. And there's literally nothing that the the, the knights could fight back with. Um, so I really, I mean, as much as I hate buying another book, um, it was really needed to kind of give them a little bit more of mm. an all rounder ability and ways to deal with things that they didn't have before. But we did right. get that amazing crusader, yeah. which I think is one of my favorite nights. Yeah. Cool. So then going back in the storyline, um, during the, what was it, the age of technology we had, the night, uh, the the Mechanicum, or what would become the Mechanicum, developed a bunch of STCs, and they created all these colony ships. And they took the STCs, loaded up a thousand per- people per ship, and they launched it into the darkness. And I think they ended up smart hit- hitting the planets. Um, the the they tear the ships down, turn it into the very first colony, the very first STC, which had the night. Um, and then you had the people who would defend the colony. And then you had your colonizers proper that would run around and procreate and uh, take the, I think, they, what was their, they had like a cow, but it was like a, a lizard. I don't know, I can't remember what it was called. A lizard cow? <laughs> yeah, it was like, they had this big, and it was just kind of like your, your standard equipment for colonizing a planet was your lizard cow and your knights. <laughs> so, um, so the ship had a thousand people, a knight, some STDs, and a lizard cow. <laughs> Right. STC. Oh, sorry. Less itching involved. That was close. By the time they got there, everybody had it. Yeah. You have the small sample size. The the, the tech priest going back to Mars being like, I got an STT. Right. That's the wrong one. Oh, you meant STC. And like, now I have crabs for nothing. And it'd be like futuristic space crabs, too. You know? (laughs) 
Well, they said that they said it would take the it would call it the long march, and it would take like ten years for them to oh, get to right. a planet well, the... to colonize it. I mean, there could be a lot. There could be a lot of uh, you know flower and love and going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so right away, I think oh, go I, I just got to say yeah. say for that they travel for ten years, thousands of light years. The the ship lands, that hangar bay opens up to just the worst smell oh god yeah. a 10 year orgy <laughs> in a sealed environment <laughs> is it the best smell ever and that was how nurgle was born <laughs> so with the actual story please continue <laughs> um yeah so so we created they created the knights um they were used to <laughs> defend the planet but I, something I, I didn't see in the book, and I was I, I saw in actually the Vaults of Terra. They were talking a little bit about it, um, but I hadn't seen anywhere else. And, and hopefully somebody else has picked this up. But they use like non-combat knights at that time to um, to till the farms and to take care of the ranching and stuff like that. Did you, really? Did you, did you pick up on this, either of you? I didn't. Peter, did you? No. The only, the only part I recall was that they ripped apart the entire ship. So, and used it all for their colony mm-hmm. and that they knew that they weren't going back so they, they tore the entire ship apart for for using it so i, I but i don't recall anything where they were you know i just sowing have, and... i just have <laughs> this great image of a knight that's being retrofitted yeah. to be a combine harvester yeah <laughs> it's just well, yeah, I, I can picture that maybe that's why you know it's a rapid fire battle can and just be like plunk plunk while well, that field's done all right let's next field <laughs> yeah I, I remember actually reading something about that there was there was talk about how they would use that for mining they would actually use the battle can for mining and they would uh use the reaper chain sword for cutting tilling trees and until they were able to come to to create machinery that would do it better. like a but, saw i but <laughs> part of me was just like you guys forced that fluff <laughs> yeah well, well let's i mean reading the fluff i mean uh, we all love games workshop i think you know both of us we're, we're all on kind of the more positive side of the community podcast wise and hobby set wise but you guys they, they ripped off feudal knights for this this is just <laughs> like straight up king arthur shit going on <laughs> right here um, and then when like Ted you're saying stuff like, well, they didn't invent technology to cut down a tree better than a 60 foot knight with a powered chainsaw. <laughs> I, I do want to see the power hoe attachment for that though. <laughs> the, the power hoe. <laughs> hey guys. Well, I just imagine so. So your knights, you know, he's he's got his combine harvester attachment at the front. He's plowing the coin. The front half is great, but the back of the field is fucked because it's just these giant footprints, and the, the land is destroyed for future seasons of crops. She's like, hey guys, I plowed this one field. They're they're out there with like those little aerator pads, night pads. So as he's mowing the lawn, it's aerating at the same time. <laughs> little seeds dropping into the holes. Right. Oh man, now I'm just imagining feudal worlds being like like a really bad version of Gulliver's Travels. Well, I, I... So, see, what they they flew around and they thought they flew around for like ten thousand, you know, ten years and flew for millions of light years, and then they realized they landed in Florida. <laughs> Those poor bastards. <laughs> we gotta do something with this place. <laughs> we have to so... battle gators and mow our lawn like ten times in a day. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they they landed on the world's a long journey. The sex smell is gone. They they've taken apart their ships to build the colonies. The knights are cutting down trees and mowing fields and doing all that other kind of fun stuff. That that then what happens? <laughs> milking their lizard cows. Yeah, milking their lizard cows with their battle cannon because they don't have a better tool available at the time. <laughs> This is a big nipple. It really makes me wish I had a chainsaw sound effect now on my board. I didn't even think about it for this. Uh. That's where the gong came from. (laughs) Those nipples are tough to squeeze. So they needed the power gauntlet. Great adaptation, Edward. (laughs) What did we think of it? If only we had a simpler way of doing hands on a smaller scale. The hand slowly screams uh, bug balm. <laughs> maybe we'll eventually graduate from Duplo. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so one of the interesting things I thought about this was uh, okay. So we have the was the throne mechanicum, which I always want to call the golden throne. Um, and so the the heresy the person would sit down in the in the <laughs> uh, mechanicum throne. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and. <laughs> Their their thoughts would their motivations were almost like programmed into them, like they slowly worked up this like altruistic, like um, like uber moral sentiment about them, where they had to go and protect their colony and everything. So they were programmed. Each each of the would be the the scion, maybe I don't know, not the princeps. I guess that's like your king for Mechanicum. But so the, whoever it was, like the noble, was programmed to to love thy neighbor and. Take care of right, that it was their that it was their duty, yeah, to protect their home world. Because during this they time, were like, they they were they were cut off from everyone. So, they, like I said, it right. was the the knight essentially protecting the serfs and the little village people, uh, and everyone around it, and using that giant you know farming equipment. I'm going <laughs> to assume to to to, to <laughs> keep that the, the feudal world safe. Um, <laughs> After that, though, after that, maybe, that, maybe that's where that chain sword came from. Is actually one of those things that they used to dig ditches, and then they just kind of oh, right. attached it on. The ditch witch. There you go. <laughs> originally, right. it was there to lay a pipeline, and then now it's like, well, well we can use this to kill you know big things. Too. Uh, he accidentally does it on one of the surfs. He just like swings, like like stretches and cuts a guy in half. He's like, oh shit, I can do that. <laughs> Holy shit, this is. Here comes the reaper. Well, reaper chain sword. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> As he's listening to his butt rock and like, his. I thought it was a crop reaper. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the age of strife. Um, and the, the Imperium starts coming back. Yeah, this Way is, to bring it around. This is how we roll. We, we you know we we have a loose thing, and then then the dig jokes come. Um, true story. Our first recurring joke on this podcast from episode one was about Imperial Knight cod pieces. Oh, the swollen cock piece. The swollen <laughs> cock plate. That's right. Swole- <laughs> so we spent a couple of episodes just going on about swole cock plates. That was a lancer knight. <laughs> <laughs> The swollest of nights. It was supposed to be a t-shirt, too, at some point. It was supposed to be a t-shirt. For a six-month-old joke. If we ever make one, we'll send it to you. (laughs) So, yeah, the Imperium reconnects. Yeah. Oh, um, so, okay, in between there. Oh, okay. We have, uh, we created feudal societies. So we, the the colonies 
advanced, but then they ended up turning backwards a little bit. So you started up with the knights and the the nobles of the knights uh, created these. It was almost I, I almost wonder if it, they weren't programmed to do this in a way from their uh, Mechanicum thrones. But you had you had stratums, you had uh, social uh, stratus uh, that would go on. So you had your lords, you had your barons, and so on. And that just seemed to pop up. Almost identically, not quite identically, but almost identically throughout all the, the knightly worlds, all these um, all these colonies, um, and so the, the the knights would take over the the politics and the government of each planet. Um, and I never got the impression that it was supposed to be that in an overt sense, but it just kind of naturally evolved over a few thousand years. Um, but yeah, I mean, then I mean they were they were lost to the winds until the Mechanicum came along. Yeah. Well, they they held the power, you know. So if they have the power, <laughs> we got the battle axe. They they have all of the farming <laughs> they equipment. Have, if they wanted they to, to eat, coming in charge. So <laughs> you want to milk your lizard cow? Well, I have the milker. You don't. <laughs> you want to drink? Right. <laughs> so so before this, I was totally going to pick up the renegade box and kind of get like my little knight army going, so I could at least have like an eighteen fifty of knights, so I could have something to go there. I was going to do a Game of Thrones style and kind of have a Lannister knight army. I thought that would look real like real sharp with like a nice gold color scheme and stuff like that. Now I'm going like yeah. redneck checkers, just just <laughs> denim and checkers the, the whole way. Daisy just, Dukes. You know, Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Daisy Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta see that. So, uh, it's like, <laughs> well, if I reckoneth you are not a from around these parts, sir. <laughs> Boy, you have pretty teeth. <laughs> oh, man. You hath thou pretty mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then as, as one Imperial Knight goes flying over a river, just, <laughs> there's a sudden break. And it's we, we. This time. <laughs> That'd be great. One has to be painted orange. Oh, or chased chased down by a black and white knight. You know, <laughs> who's, always, who's always running around with his dog. The steer horns on the front. The jokes from the previous uh, paragraph were brought to you by Deliverance. <laughs> uh, so, does so the Mechanicum show back up? <laughs> back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> now they, they've been through the uh, what is it the age of oh god it wasn't the age of darkness what was it it was when they lost a lot of their technology um was it was it just the age of strife i thought there was another age like right around there um so they're running around looking for all the stcs that they had lost and trying to swindle them off of the the night colonies uh so a lot of these colonies had lost um either resources or something to to keep up their nights uh, so they they made trades. A lot of them made trades with the Mechanicum to update their shiz uh, in exchange for STCs. Um, but it sounds I, I got the impression uh, that some of the STCs weren't complete, and it wasn't until when they brought what was it Crast? Um, is that the 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 I think it was a Mechanicum world that they had the most complete STC of a night, and they were able to completely or uh, come close to completing their their design. For it. Did you did you get read on that or am I just making stuff up? It sounds good. <laughs> yeah. it sounds like that's real. That, that, that's I, just, thing. I just find it funny that they can't they can't recreate any any of their stuff anymore. <laughs> that's Harris. Uh, that some, somehow somehow the Russians can back engineer all our shit, but then they, that the Mechanicum and the thirty year thirty thousand can't look at a rhino and go, 
Yeah, I bet if I tear that apart, I can figure out what makes that thing work. <laughs> I think they're all uh, me at age 10. <laughs> well, I took apart your camera. I don't know how to put it back together, Dad. Sorry. Well, right. speaking from a fluff perspective, uh, if, they, if they worship vehicles, uh, you know, they keep them clean and painted and, you know, praise the Omen Messiah and all that other kind of fun stuff. They're not going to tear into that to find out how they can make another oh, yeah, one. Good point. So, like, because it was like, I am Jesus. I have come back to Earth to save you. Oh, okay, great. Let's let's cut you open. <laughs> get your genes, so you know we have more of you, j- just in case. How do you make water? Oh, Jesus. Into yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so that that would be my pushback on that. But I mean, I, I totally agree. The same thing that you know, like they're they're still developing. Lamb know. of God, he's close enough to a sheep. Let's do this. <laughs> We're gonna splice the DNA with. <laughs> a wino so you can make wine so, so we're talking about hobo jesus sheep yeah yeah i love that that's i'm gonna have segment idea next t-shirt hobo jesus sheep <laughs> thanks pete thanks pete yeah uh, so yeah keep, keep going uh, i'm liking this so so the mechanic like they reconnect with Imperium. Essentially, uh, a rogue trader uh, I read uh, was the first one to kind of show. Was it Jeffrey? Uh, Joffrey. Joffrey. Maybe? Joffrey Baratheon. No, okay. that that's not the name of all that's Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> showed like up Jeffries or something. Something. He showed up and he saw. It says in kind of the background and stuff that he saw the benefit of these knights, which is like, well, no shit. <laughs> he uh, can plow fields. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right. Our, our serious talk of the night is let's, let's agree is just gone completely by the wayside. I, I I now I just I imagine everyone in the Perium and the knights themselves just having no idea they are in a death war machine, and just be like have Marnius Calgar showing up on a night world and be like, oh my god, like what? And was like, we can plow our fields twice as fast now. <laughs> It became a civilization perk. Like, Sid Meier's developed <laughs> War Machine. Well, let, let, let me uh, just kind of wrap that part up. The you know Imperium came. Uh, they got reintegrated. Uh, we have our three classes of knight now, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, we have the one I prefer. That is the and God, the name's escaping me now, and that's terrible. The the lone wolves. Okay, the fr- uh, free blades. The free blades. Yes, the mm-hmm. ones with no yep. no no house and no name. They're they your freebooters. They're, they're freebooters, and I, <laughs> I I just again liking medieval imagery and then all that other kind of you know classic shit. The idea of kind of like this lone knight going across the galaxy or the world alone to try and you know right wrongs or kill Xenos and doing all those things super appeals to me mm-hmm. um, I'm a big big fan of that kind of thing but then you also have the kind of the noble knightly houses that uh, are aligned with the Mechanicum mm-hmm. or Mechanicus wrong, wrong game <laughs> right and, so, so and then finally you have the Imperial the, Sworn the, the, the aren't aligned with the Mechanicus so mm-hmm. much right yeah they, they work with right. them I mean all of them are connected to the Mechanicum uh, Mechanicus to a certain degree because they have I mean they're all they have their stamp on them. They have, you know, like that the symbol on the back and so on. So there is like a certain alliance. So it's like how much it, it almost it's, it's kind of weird. I noticed that there isn't doesn't seem to be like a well. I'm kind of about forty five percent in favor of the Imperium and fifty five percent. You know, it's like all or nothing. Are you there or there? Are you a jet or are you a shark? <laughs> yeah, we're going all out with dated references today. When you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> oh. oh, being Gen X. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, Ted, do you have kind of a preference between those kind of three different flavors of night? I guess well, narratively or about what you want to do. Being an Iron Hands player, we have to go Mechanicum. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but I, I did think I thought that was kind of kind of neat where you did have that that alliance. Um, but I mean, like they're all kind of sworn, and it, like the the most favored one of all, I think, is the the Terran. Um, I mean, it's it's in most of the fluff. It's yeah, kind of like the, the, the blue guys, the, the, the ultramarines of the night world, which I thought was ironic because they ally with the ultramarines mostly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's in the story, so like, well, we got blue on sale. You buy enough of this shit, they give it to you for free. <laughs> Let's slap it on everything. <laughs> and we put enough red on this. The orcs think it makes stuff go faster. We got to make our knights go faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we think how more efficiently they can plow. <laughs> so so you had a lot of those uh, a lot of the knights like they're really excited about <laughs> check out my cock piece <laughs> hey ted go ahead isolate which that kind of, audio which for kind me of plow are we talking about Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Long kind of team. what kind of faster are we talking about <laughs> again I, I just imagine kind of like robotic night voice being like, hey ladies <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had a lot of the night houses, <laughs> a lot of the night houses, even the free blades, like they just really want adventure and excitement. It's like, it's programmed into their brains from their, uh, their golden pooper or their, yep. their mechanicum pooper, the golden um, throne. <laughs> so they're out there. I think like Taryn, like they weren't so much excited about the Imperium so much as like, holy crap, you guys are going out and killing a bunch of stuff. Sign me up. <laughs> like we are into this because hanging around and doing ceremonies and stuff in our giant robots is not as much fun. Um, and so you had a lot of the, the houses, uh, at least on the more imperial aligned, were into that. Like they were really big on displaying their um, all their achievements and and their color. The Mechanicum not so much. They were almost as though they were more utilitarian, uh, and they were you know like it was it was it was less a personal aspect or a personal um, uh, projection. It was more like a, this is a piece of machinery is how it was treated. But there was still like that the nobility sense within them. Yeah. So I think were the, the non-Mechanicum aligned houses, you know, the, 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 they were revered for protectors, but the Mechanicum one, again, following their, their theme is, you know, the, the tech priests and, and machine worshipers, mm-hmm. uh, they worshiped the machines. Whereas I think there may be a little bit more of the respect of the, the pilot and the non-Mechanicus aligned ones. Um, that, that's just, I guess, my take on it there. Mm-hmm. And then the free blades are out being badasses. <laughs> yeah, free, bla- free blades are what are they? The, the leftover, the left of the last of their house, or they're people that are out searching for vengeance. They're or, Russell uh, Crowe from, or they're trying, they're trying to re- regain their honor from their house, so they're out there just just kicking ass, you know. Yeah. Like I said, they're Russell Crowe from Gladiator, and that is yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> the more I read about the like the the Mechanicum side, uh, you know, the more I kind of see them as like uh, like communists. Like there's there's like this you know like utilitarian for the greater. It's less about you and so on. And I kind of almost see like the the Imperial line is like old Europe, and then the Free Blades just being like these rampant like Americans <laughs> like running around. Like, yeah, on. they're they're all the cowboys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's. So so while you're you know your your old old Europe and everything is sitting planning the specific battle and everything all in the Bruce distance, Willis shows up all, all the, in the distance just boom 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 
boom. And the knight just kind of rips the like planning tent away, and it was like, "Where we're we going, boys? Let's do this!" Woo! And like shooting the battle kind of off in the air. Team America! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Let's get ourselves some green skins, boy! <laughs> oh god, yeah, a hundred percent Scottish. <laughs> you adapted well. Hundred percent Scottish. Um, but no, uh. I guess let's move on a little bit past the fluff because we keep on falling back into uh, into farming and uh, <laughs> cock plates. Not that I'm complaining, but you know, um, one thing I love about them is the, the the original night kit, which is weird to say when it's only a two year old kit. Oh yeah, but the original <laughs> night kit was amazing to me. I was I was blown away that, that, that they could make a plastic kit that looked that good and was that intricate. Um, right. What, what were your guys' take on the night kit when it first came out? Go for it, Pete. Um, my take was my wallet hurt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it, it hurt. It hurt about three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then, and then they made the and then made the new one, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> oh, and it's oh, groups. Well, I, I guess I, I'm gonna have to make a squad, aren't I? <laughs> Uh, hashtag keeping up with Tuttles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is... uh, yeah, I thought the kit was amazing, and it was a lot of fun to put together. And uh, the, 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 the thing that I, I... I can't say it's not something I didn't like about it, but people were slapping the things together so fast that I just saw it was kind of like as... Uh, there almost seemed to be two poses that everybody went with. Mm-hmm. One of them was check out my cock piece as they're they're pointing everything into their center, <laughs> right? Or, or like Dude, come at me, like bro. Pulling their they're pulling their robe away, going woo, check out this. And so it's one of those one of those poses. It's like whoa, check out the robe, or I'm closing the robe, you know. <laughs> and and so I decided, like for mine, I don't know. If you put a head on the show, you can check that out. And, um, but I I ripped that thing completely apart and and redid the legs and everything and, and uh made it so that actually looked like it was moving and yeah but i mean the mod the kit was just beautiful and so i had to i definitely had to buy it the moment it came out so yeah. they, had me, they had me hooked i think if you if you didn't repose the legs like it just ends up looking like synchronized dancing or something <laughs> Congo line. right yeah Lay a foot so, forward. everybody's line dancing and yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't repose my legs just because I, I I don't have the I know this is gonna be like the poor me I don't have a sad violin sound here but um, I I don't have the confidence in myself to reposition the legs <clears throat> in a way that I would be happy with the final outcome. Um, the the first night I bought I orcified it <laughs> and it's currently um, part of my Big Mac custom stompa. So instead of a head I have the upper torso of an orc knight. Uh, and lots that's awesome of, uh, <laughs> and lots of cabling and everything coming down for it uh, i like how it turned out there um, i'm still working on it but yeah uh competitive tournaments with three color minimums and tyranids have pulled me away from it uh, <laughs> um but uh, it's it's a fantastic kit and uh, you know like like we said i mean all of our complaints i mean my only real complaint about the kit was that the legs were monopose mm-hmm. i think when you have something that big and and honestly with the the top heaviness of it and the stability issues that you would have of not having kind of monopose legs um that they, they did the best they could with it 
Because right. if, if they didn't have monopose legs and you build your knight running, not realizing that the oh, top yeah. weighs like twice as much as the bottom, then that's going <laughs> to, you know, fall. The base is going to be weirdly weighted. So I, I can see why they did it. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that like you guys kind of like said, go and change the pose like you all did. Um, but like I said, for a standard hobbyist's p- p- perspective, I think they made the best choice for that, that pose there. Right. I guess. Yeah. So then <laughs> when we saw these beautiful models and these beautiful knights came out, and we're like, man, this can't get any better. And then those bastards at Forge World oh. came out <laughs> with their own knights. And, and we got to a situation where, you know, like, hello, my name is John. I'm an addict. I tuttled three <laughs> times last month, uh, <laughs> which can be the Forge World order. Uh, and they came out just uh, uh, so many nights. Did you just say you tuttled three <laughs> times last month? <laughs> It's almost pornographic. It's almost pornographic. That's that's uh, when you recklessly spend awesome. on Forge World. <laughs> that is awesome. So uh, they they came out with so like I said I saw the first one. What was it? He's the... his own name brand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everybody knows. Well, that's why he can afford all the Forge World because we have to pay him royalties every time we mention his name. It's like Prince. Right. Rest in peace. It's topical. See. Um, why do you keep saying Carl's Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of his warlord. Um, so first they came out with, was it the, which which night did they come out with first Forge? It was the Lancer, right? Lancer, I think. Yeah, yeah. the Serestis. And for me, the reason. Three of them came out back to back. Like it was boom, boom, boom. The, yeah, and I think it was all three based off that same chassis. So, like, the Acheron, the Castigator, and the Lancer. And for me, I was really amazed because I'm like, I, I expected upgrade packs from Forge World. Sure, I expected kind of, like, shoulder pads, maybe some, you know, like, uh, signaled cock plates, things like that. <laughs> but essentially what you had was three entirely new sculpts uh-huh. and entirely new models. And, and they looked sick. Uh, what were you guys' takes on the, the Forge World nights that came out of there? <laughs> Do you have any of them? My, my wallet was already sore. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't buy any. Oh. So, so, so Ted is a is a naughty bastard man. I got an atropos, but it took a while. <laughs> I thought you had more. Than, oh no, that was. Uh... I got the Majira as well, but that's based off the plastic. Right, right. Because we had those Mechanicum ones come out that looked yeah. amazing too, based off of the plastic. I would have got the Styrix, but it was. Uh, I, I don't think I have the 40k rules. It's it's just heresy right now. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, the uh, I, I bought the Atropos because it looked like a '50s sci-fi night, uh, and I I haven't really had it like do super well in the games yet. But it has been so much fun, like just to play, just to put that thing down and have people like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, ninety percent of the traffic I drive to our Facebook page is via your paint jobs. Well, thank you. And your night. <laughs> um, I, I found. Here's a pro tip, kids. If you're promoting your podcast, don't put posts in Facebook groups saying, please listen to my po- podcast. Uh, put beautifully painted miniatures and trick people into thinking you're a commission studio. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that works out pretty well for us. It's it's the nerd equivalent of cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, as soon as they listen, they learn that beautifully painted models don't equate to quality content. But by that point, it's too late. We've got we've got our, our download, and we're happy. I'm up. <laughs> I'm up here, guys. I'm up here. <laughs> Stop staring at my knight. I'm more than just a knight, damn it. Uh-huh. I'm just holding on to my two knights. 
<laughs> so I think, uh, like, like I said earlier, my, my favorite night comes from the, the update with the Crusader. Uh, and this is the orc in me. Just seeing a massive machine gun assault cannon thing scaled up to huge levels. Was that the Crusader or was that the... Oh, it's in two of them. It started, it's the Warren and yeah. the, and the uh, Crusader. And it's just this massive machine gun. Uh-huh. Um, can't be mistaken for farm supplies. So, so we got that going. <laughs> you really need to aerate the field fast. <laughs> <laughs> but but what really got me was with the release of the Renegades game and, and the rules for Renegade Knights is you can double fist those now. And I really, really want to make a Chaos Knight with, with double fisted Gatling cannon oh. machine guns. It's it's yep. gonna Yeah, I, I can't buy that game. I really I gotta stop talking about it. <laughs> um, Ted, we played a little bit of the Renegades game itself. Yeah, yeah. Um from from what we try and do is 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 yeah, we you know, we get these these models that come out as part of a box game, it's a great deal. Um, I now have a Gene Stealer cult. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, well, we actually play the games inside yeah. them. Have you been following up on the uh, the box games, Pete? Yeah, I've been watching them as they come out. I, I've gotten a couple of them. I haven't, I haven't played them, though, but I have picked them up. I, yeah, and I saw this new Renegade one, and if, if it weren't for the fact that I already have oh, five, <laughs> five of them, yeah. I mean, then I, I probably would have picked it up. I, I'm guessing I, I might, you know, I'm sure I'll go on the, the web and there'll be somebody that just picked them up for the night and I'll grab the rules and play the game itself. Well, the rules are uh, two pages. <laughs> it was, yeah, Sigmar, I think, blew it out of the water. Yeah, <laughs> like, when you, it's half as complicated <laughs> as Age of Sigmar. <laughs> but that was, I think that was kind of like a shocker. Like, we, I ended up picking it up just for, actually, for this episode. See how dedicated I am? <laughs> I'm going to regret it later when my rent check bounces. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I'll lowball you an offer for one of the nights. It'll, it'll work out well. <laughs> but it was, uh, I, you know, I, I, Kalth was amazing. Like, that was, like, the, the strategy, it, like, it, it really took it to a different level um, than 40K. So if you're expecting 40K, like, it's, I mean, there were some aspects of it that were similar, but then it just it turned it around. Uh, was it uh, Death Watch Overbite? Um, uh, that would be Death Kill Overwatch. <laughs> okay, is our official name for it. <laughs> so we, that was a lot of fun. Uh, not quite as good as Calv. Um I think like this came out, and I was you know in a way like I was expecting something more, but I think we got a little bit less. But it was still fun, but in a different kind of way. So it was like with Calf. I think I spent a lot more time like thinking about your moves, thinking about how you're going to organize your turn. Uh, who you're going to put where. Like, there's a lot of strategy just in, like, the placement of one or two guys. You know, where 40K, you're just kind of... I mean, there, there's there's strategy to where you place things, but, you know, it's it's a lot more forgiving than Kalth was. And this, it was... It, it's kind of weird. Like, you have your sheet, and it shows you kind of the different parts of the body. <laughs> so a little Grey's Anatomy of your night. Yeah. Uh, and then you... A little hit zones. A little hard pack to the second edition there. And, and so we have... You can knock out different parts, which was kind of cool. Like, that harkened back to our game, Pete, at the Adepticon Titanicus, where you can knock out a gun. You can knock out, you know, a leg, and it would actually affect the knight. Um, but there was... Oh, that's, all, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, you could th- use terms like "I'm aiming for your cock," <laughs> and it was, which is a specific section of the night. It didn't actually say that on air, but <laughs> just in real life, when you destroy it, no effect. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Tomorrow there'll be some whiteout with cock written right there. <laughs> so, but I think our game probably lasted about ten minutes. Uh, it was well, really we, fast. We did deploy wrong. Yeah, we deployed wrong. So, so in mission one, uh, you have your your loyal good sir knight who needs to scan a couple of ruins, and you have the evil gross chaos knight who needs to kill him before. It's scanned. Uh, we we switched the deployment zones around by mistake. So Ted and his loyal knight deployed right beside the ruins he was supposed to scan, um, and I deployed very far away. Um, but yeah, it's it, there's not many actions to do. It's I, I think it's fun in its simplicity, and, and there's there's a lot of satisfaction. Obviously, the chaos knight is is more tooled for close combat. So all I did was I I charged him up there as fast as I could. And then when it got into close combat range, you know, being able to go, I'm going to punch you in the face. And literally being able to punch in the <laughs> face is very satisfying. It's something John's been wanting to do for a while. Oh, God, so long. You know, my, my, my Ted Waifu pillow is just getting way too battered. But I think it's, it's, it's a great, it, it seems like a fun game. I mean, it's not hugely complicated. There's, there's a couple of issues and erratas and questions I have where, you know, like make your armor save and you're like, great. It doesn't tell me an armor save anywhere. Right. And now the internet's going to yell at us because they're going to be like, well, it says right here because this. Why don't you look on page two? Yeah, duh. It's on page one or two. How hard can it be? But, but I think it's another quality release. Yeah. And really for, for, was it 195 retail? Mm-hmm. So like 160 after you get your you know friendly local gaming store discount mm-hmm. for for two nights and a, a ruin set. That's yeah. you can't really beat that. And like if you don't already have like five or twenty nights like you guys, um, it's it's a good way to kind of bulk up a force. So yeah. like nights are almost affordable because before I settled on Tyranids as my new kind of you know competitive fun army. I was like, well, I could do knights. And I started looking at knights. I'm like, well, I can do like a 15 or 1850 list of knights. Uh, it is going to be $1,000. So <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> a couple of renegade boxes. Yeah, no, it's just a couple of renegade boxes. <laughs> well, what I actually kind of like, and it just dawned on me. Um, uh, so now that I basically have seven knights, um, and here in about a week or so, when Pete has uh, about seven knights, we can start running a, a, a knight unit with allied knights. So... <laughs> <laughs> I want some knights with my knights. <laughs> that kind of makes me happy. <laughs> I don't usually go to tournaments very often, but if I could put down seven knights, I'm going to go to <laughs> and Then you're going to. Yeah. How did you fit seven knights on an 1850 list? Oh, don't worry about Shut it. Shut the front door. Oh, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> L- little peanut galleries. Uh, that's, that's all they are. Uh, so... <laughs> There were, I, I think there were some golden nuggets. I think, like, doing this research, I think it was kind of, it was kind of interesting because I didn't find like the like the nuggets that I thought I was for the for the knights. Um, I think, like, in the lead up uh, when we were off air, Pete, you were saying that you found some pretty good stuff uh, researching knights. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah. So my, my research took me in a couple different areas because I I read the the. I read the codex for the knights since it was new, and I I remember when knights first came out. Uh, you know, with the Titan Legions and everything like that, and and had I remember having them and playing them mm-hmm. um, in, in epic scale. Oh. Um, so, you know, so I I knew you were going to go that route with uh, with the research and everything. But what I ended up finding that I thought was interesting was uh, looking back at actually the Holy Roman Empire, oh. back 1300s, 1400s, and in 
and you can go and, and Google this for yourself if you want, but it's so the imperial an imperial knight back then was actually someone that was underneath the Holy Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and then and so then you had they were they were actually uh, remnants of medieval nobility. And then you had free imperial knights. This is where I, when I, I thought it was more interesting as I was reading into it because it was like, hey, wait a minute, that's funny. Here's a, here's you have imperial knights. Oh, there's free blades. You mean free imperial knights? But you know, it's, it's so that's why I thought this was pretty um, interesting with some of this stuff. So in the remnants of medieval nobility and or uh, ministrels, which are I think like uh, the abbots and and whatnot. Um, but anyhow, they were. They were granted uh, the free imperial knights were granted imperial uh, immediacy, which what that meant was they were considered equals to the secular rulers like princes and counts and abbots and whatnot. They had uh, they had the rights that they had, but they could uh, avoid uh, the vassalage from the powerful nobility. So they because of the fact that they had this and I. The way it describes it, it's almost like a seal that they can carry around or something like that. This imperial immediacy that they, if they have that, the the princes and local people cannot say, you must go fight this war for me, or you must go do this for me. Instead, they're, they were their own thing, and the only people they uh, had above them, basically, was the emperor, which is very similar to the 40K. Mm-hmm. Um and then the free ones, the free imperial knights, uh, oh, excuse me, they uh, they had this imperial immediacy, but they did not possess status of estates, which meant that they were not represented in a house of lords, and they didn't have the right to vote. But they still could not be told when and where they had to fight by the local nobility. They're they're still their their master or ruler was uh, still the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. So that's that's what what I found that I said was my nugget that I thought was pretty interesting was this this the fact that here again you have another thing of uh, that they tied it into and it wasn't just like your basic knights in fact there's actually things called imperial knights and free imperial knights mm. you know and it and it ties right into how they portray them in the game so you, that's a really good point. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great point. fight. And it, I just wrote down here that the Imperium is basically Space Romans. Yeah. Because I know, we, you know, talking to prior guests and everything, pointing out, and, and when we've talked to Gav Thorpe, and the first time we talked to him, he mentioned that we were talking about, you know, the two missing Space Marine legions. And he said that was based almost entirely off of Roman uh, history, where they had the, the 20 legions and two of them were expunged from records. So, like, knowing that the knights were also kind of liberally borrowed from this period of time, Kind of makes me want to go right. back and try and find, you know, hey, where, where's, where's your scissors of battle at? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, where else are they? <laughs> sisters of battle, that would be a good one to find. And the squats. <laughs> and the squats, the, yeah. New Guinea well, tribes. Well, Peter, Peter Dinklage won't be showing up this episode. <laughs> but I, I think it is kind of neat. Like, that was, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a bummer sometimes when I think of, like, the fluff being borrowed from Tolkien or something. But there is kind of, like, a... It, it seems like a lot deeper once I hear that it is taken from like Roman history or, I mean, now that you talk about the Imperial Knights and, and the, the free Knights and so on, like, I don't know. It, it just seems a little bit more sophisticated and interesting now, you know, like what else can we learn about? Like what are, what are the other like hidden homages to, 
to history that we could discover. So, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Forty K is just one giant history lesson. <laughs> those <laughs> bastards made me learn. So I guess those damn English. <laughs> There's. We're so, schooled this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Another brick in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's cool. Um, that's. I, I hate to say, like my follow-up uh, golden nugget is nowhere near as cool. So, as so, that, so but... Ted, Ted, tell me about your nuggets. <laughs> my nuggets are sad compared to that. <laughs> well, his, his nuggets are held by a giant cock piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dwarf them. That you're gonna you're gonna aim at apparently in renegades, but it doesn't do you a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like my performance in the bedroom. Um, so we, <laughs> I think I think as I was, I was going through there, was, uh, for me the, the the nuggets were in <laughs> how chaos was represented and like what happened with chaos. So we had the was it House Divine and it had fallen to Slanish, um, right? And then um, I think like a lot of the Chaos Knights during the Heresy had kind of gone off into the warp and went on in. Uh, but there was there was only one chaos god that's known to have um, adopted the knights and mutated them, and that was Slanish. Like we we don't see in forty k history a Nurgle knight or uh, a corn knight or anything like that. Like you know, I see actually I've never seen a uh, Slanish conversion of a knight, but I've seen corn uh, knights and Nurgle knights. But... Yeah, there's a guy locally who did a real up here in Anchorage who did a really sick uh, Nurgle knight. Where I think he used like the entire town supply of green stuff. <laughs> it looks really <laughs> it looks really good, but like the 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 right hand side is kind of all bloated and 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 uh-huh. like pussy. And he did a real nice job on yeah. it. Like I first when he per- first put up his his picture for kind of his hey guys I'm doing this here's like the first couple steps on this I'm like oh god you fucked that up there's so much green stuff on that how are you gonna repair that you know like and just the why why and then like two weeks later he posts up this picture I'm like, okay that's fucking amazing I can't, I can't do that deleting comments <laughs> deleting comments I did did you really o- o- off topic but there's there's a sudden resurgence in void shield generators in competitive 40k up here um, one of our local elder guys uh, made his own um mm. and the one comment oh, it looks good the, uh, yeah and, and, and don't get me wrong it looks amazing he did a great job of it but the the question i asked him on facebook our facebook group for it was i'm glad you could repurpose a bong as a void shield generator <laughs> because that was the first thing i thought about when i saw it um i said it looks great and i i went back and i recanted i'm like no for reals, very good. It fits in with your army. It's it's great. It's the first thing that came up to my head was just, oh yeah, that that's a bomb. Like if he left that in, it's, it's for tobacco use only. Everybody knows that. If he left that, at, right? If he accidentally left that at some kid's house for a couple of days, he would come back to find holes drilled in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Also, it's an apple. <laughs> so that was it. Slanish and Lily Knight. Slanish and Knight. You all knew what I was talking about. Yeah. 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 So you all knew. I worked construction for a while. I worked construction. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was crazy right. seeing some of the things that people would make on the job. Like, man, here I took this this uh, it was a socket and put little uh, <laughs> I don't know what was that 
That was a phone. Okay. I was looking around. Holy cow! That. Oh, as no. everybody, as everybody checks their phone, including me. Yeah, really? And then it was actually the computer, which I thought I turned off all notifications uh, on. So I guess be one of those people I complain about. Because okay, so there's nothing more I hate than, than listening to podcasts when they're skyping in guests or whatever, and you hear like sixteen thousand notifications going off in the background during the thing. It's just oh god, it's the worst. And then I hear I, I have that. I wonder how many like what's the percentages of people that check their messages at that point, like when their Skype goes up. They listen to podcasts. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm good on nights. Yeah, yeah. You guys good on nights? Okay. I'm, I'm pretty good on nights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, like I said, it was kind of hard doing research. Uh, I, I redid my crawl space this week as well, so that was fun. Um, but the, the, there wasn't a, a huge amount I found. I find the yeah. history is still kind of being written from it. Obviously, we're starting to see them more and more in the Black Library releases mm. and, and kind of the, the campaign books and supplements and things like that. Mm. Um, generally, anytime the Imperium needs some kind of quick, badass backup, they just kind of throw a knight at it. Um, so we're, we're seeing that history expand. Um, and the- and the night book is worth getting the the uh, little short the novella. Oh, okay. I, I found I found it to be an entertaining book. Hmm. So, so yeah, for sure. You know, something other. Uh, I went. I, I don't have the night book, but so I went through and I was. Oh, I mean, I have the codex, but not the the novella. But I went through and was reading through. Um, what was it the Damocles uh, campaign? The the uh, apocalypse book. I think yeah. there's the Scorched Night <laughs> in that one, and um, or the Obsidian Night. Um, and then there's a couple others, you know, Durantis. His, his story was okay. Um, but I think the Obsidian Knight one uh, kind of let me... Is he in the novella by any chance? Is, which knights do they focus on that? No. That one, I think the the novella is House Terran. Oh, okay. Uh, the Ultramarines. Uh, <laughs> the Ultramarines and the Ultramarines. <laughs> Going to war again against the Orcs. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... Uh, yeah, I think it was the Obsidian Knight. They were talking about like how his his there was like this controversy with his dad. Uh, of, of the noble's dad. I think his brother had the knight bef- uh, before him. His brother had died. And then the the younger brother took it over. And then he was kind of like fed the memories of, from his brother. So it was almost like his, his ghost was in the Mechanicum throne and like kind of telling him about what had happened in the family. And so there's all these like wrongs to right and everything. Um, and so it's, I thought that was kind of neat where the idea that of, you know, a knight being an entity of its own, you know, it's like people will look over and it's like, Oh, it's Durantis. Who knows who drives it? You know, it doesn't matter. It's Durantis. And each person like Frankenstein from death race. I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, you're making a point. And I just jumped in with the. <laughs> no, no, I just, I'm trying to think of Frankenstein. Was that the guy with the, the grenade for a hand? No, no, no. So, so Death Race, where like the the movie where you're in prison and you drive races, and when you win, win a certain amount of races, that you get freed. Oh. And they had Frankenstein was there a star driver did it, but it was always a different dude in the Frankenstein because he kept oh, killing him. Yeah. Oh, it's a good movie. Oh. Well, spoiler, by the way. Spoiler. I remember that. I just remember David Carradine with the grenade hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Or, or, or if you watched the recent one, Jason Statham. Uh, did he have a grenade hand? No, no, he just had a scowl. Uh, <laughs> not a scowl. scowl and a bald head. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it yeah. was the the knights were their own entity, and yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like throwing people off a point. <laughs> totally. No, so, there we go. Let it die. Uh, okay. All right. Swole cockplay and break. Swole cockplay break. Uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna play a little bit of game, and then we're good. <laughs> 
To the objective, my brother. With haste, we must recover the Chapter Master before the vile Tyranids devour him, and all hope for our Chapter's future. I fear it is too late, brother, for look on the horizon. An incoming monster heads for our honorable leader. We can still make it. No, brother, there is no hope. He's gone now. God damn it, Dave. All right. So I'm going to turn the volume down a little bit on this. Uh, you can't hear this, but this music can only mean that it's time to play our, our favorite game, uh, eBay Prices Right Imperial Knighted Edition. Oh, uh, you didn't know Woo! what you were getting into, Pete, did you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fun times. I got I got sound and all that other kind of fun stuff. Uh, eBay Prices Right Imperial Knighted Edition. I combed eBay uh, for days and days and not just this morning looking for recent sold pieces of imperial knights from codexes to pieces to full models to pro painted models whoa and <laughs> what we ask of our of our wonderful two guests here of course joined by ted and peter uh from ngc 40k is to get closest without going over on what the actual sale price was for these wonderful items and um, we're gonna kill kill that music there there's only so long I can I can put up with the prices right theme. Um, so yeah, so I, I combed eBay, printed off my little sheet here, and um, we are looking can for. I phone a, can I phone a friend? <laughs> oh, that's who wants to be a millionaire. We is, should... there, is there a fifty-fifty on oh, price right now? <laughs> hey Siri, is that, your, is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah, can I phone a friend? Hey, how much did this sell for earlier? Right, right. What did I, no? It's what did I buy? What did I buy later? <laughs> <laughs> hey Siri, what did, pay, what, e- did, what did I pay for that this morning? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they gotta have to have like a Hey Siri command for that. <laughs> hey Siri, a- eBay search for swole cock plate. Oh, she actually responded. <laughs> oh, uh, so so uh, you know our wonderful listeners is an audio show. <laughs> actually, search. So Siri, Siri actually picked up Ted yelling that, and uh, it was looking for now. Now the reason it probably didn't find it is because it was looking for soul cock plate, which is S O U L. It was soul cock plate. <laughs> oh my gosh, so, she's dirtier than I am. <laughs> that made my day. <laughs> Thank well, you, Siri. well, good. So, oh my god. Oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and where are we here? Sorry, listeners. <laughs> so yeah, ask 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 your phone about soul cock play. So she's uh, a better friend than I thought. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and, and go through this here. If you hear get the answer correct, you'll hear a correct sound. Or Peter, you won't. But you know that's not based on your opinion. Um, Don't worry, a, Peter's Peter's always wrong. Don't worry. About <laughs> and then if you uh, get it wrong, you will hear, of course. Knee. The knights who say knee, knee. <laughs> uh, so closest without going over, the first thing I'm looking for is what everyone needs to play with an army. The most recent Imperial Knight Codex. So we're looking for the eBay of the, the eBay codex. price that it's sold for on May 1st at 8.09 a.m. Oh, gosh. So that... It re- <laughs> May 1st at, eight o- at exactly 8.09 a.m. <laughs> they usually go for more at 9. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is correct. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go uh, thirty dollars. Thirty? Um, what are you gonna say there, Pete? I'm gonna say exactly thirty-three fifty plus shipping. Thirty-three what? fifty plus shipping. <laughs> oh man! Does he get bonus points if he's like on the 
percent. Yeah, 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 you will get extra fake bonus points. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go turn my volume back up here because nee, you are both wrong. What? Twenty eight dollars. It's a bargain. Uh, That's like seven dollars a unit. Is that the seventh ed one or is that the sixth ed one? That's the seventh ed one. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> All how right. Much, how much did the MSRP for? Uh, that's a great question, Ted. Let's get back to you with that later. <laughs> okay. There's only so much research a man can do in a in a day. <laughs> Not right. really. I, I I think it's like forty four or something like that. I think oh. it's mid forties or something. He got got a deal though. That's that's a good price yeah, for that. Well, twenty percent off of that. That would have been yeah. That would have been about forty. Yeah, I, w- I want to say it was about 50 bucks. Yeah, okay. yeah, because I remember being pissed off I had to pay that much for it. <laughs> All right, so so number two here, uh, we are looking for the Warhammer 40,000 Imperial Knight Renegade new sealed box game. Retails at 195 I know this because I've been looking at it for the past week. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's it's not limited though, right? Like, no, this is a, no, it is not limited, which is why I haven't picked it up yet. <laughs> I want to say about 150 Okay. Okay, Peter's going for one fifty. If it helps, Ted, it sold this morning at six fifty a.m. Alaska time. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm gonna go for one fifty one. One fifty one. You're that. You're yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we play cutthroat in this edition, so, and I lose every time. <laughs> so, uh, Ted, you here? Need to Ted, but. Whoa. Bing, bing, bing for Peter. It yeah. is 150 points on the nose. Oh, so shoot. So he does get that extra special bonus point for being right. <laughs> for, for right on the money Wait. and on the nose. Where, where can I trade that in? Uh, it's it's, it's uh, internet points. So you're going to get cool points. The back it's of John's car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many, how many the... Carls is that worth? <laughs> <laughs> One lizard cow. <laughs> One lizard cow. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, you got to pick it up on its own nightly world, though. Uh, so and get past the farm, get past the farming equipment to get it. Speaking, how am I, how am I gonna how am I gonna milk that? <laughs> you better buy you have to get strong hands. Um, <laughs> yeah. he has one hands. One, that's what she said. <laughs> Two, an Imperial Knight Warden upgrade sprue. Just the sprue with the upgrades and the fancy new things were added onto the old knight. So just the upgrade sprue to make an Imperial Knight Warden. Ooh. Ding, 25. 25. Tess says 25. Carry the three. <laughs> what? Peter. Carry the three. <laughs> uh, when it comes to those upgrades, Bruce, people are people overcharged. So I, I'm guessing it's probably going to be about 60 bucks. Whoa. Whoa. I got to sell you my upgrades, Bruce. <laughs> so, Ted. <laughs> knee oh. to Ted. 25 is too low. Uh, is Peter. It? Peter. <laughs> That's too loud. I got to turn that down. <laughs> uh, $61. Wow! Really? For just the upgrades, for so not even a night to go with it. Holy cow! That's yeah. half of a regular night. Yeah, and yeah, so people charge people charge a lot. Like you go to like get a Razorback kit, and people want they'll like charge like twenty bucks for that for just just the turret, and it's like, geez, you, have, you almost have a whole kit <laughs> in that cost right there. You know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And one of my uh, friends. Uh, bought on eBay on a whim so he could run an all-tank army list for Space Marines. Mm-hmm. The uh, Warhammer World exclusive command tank upgrade sprues. To, what should so, they go for? $100 he spent on just ah! just the upgrade sprues. You still got to buy the Land so Raider. still got to have a Land Raider. Still got to have a Rhino. <laughs> still got to have the Land Raider. <laughs> so. It might be 
It might be cheaper to fly over there. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, well, you know, he's, he's living the dream. He has a technically an all-armored space marine list now that I can't wait to fly away from. Uh, okay, so we're going to move on. Number three of five, I'm going to say today. That's our limit today. Okay. Uh, we had a lot for space marines. Surprisingly, not a lot on eBay for Imperial Knights. There wasn't just multiple copies of Renegade. So I can be like, this copy of Renegade, this copy of Renegade. Um, a single new one sprue out of box Warhammer 40,000 Imperial Knight. Is that what the upgrade sprue? <laughs> um, yes, looks like it. So it's the, okay, they'll all, okay. Ooh. It's, it's, it's three sprues. It's, they don't have the box. I have a picture of three sprues. I'm pretty sure the knight was two sprues. Or was the knight three sprues? Okay. Uh, yeah. Was... So that's probably so. Just probably not the the upgrade one. Just a regular old school knight. Uh, so it's new new on sprue, but not in box. Right. Ninety. Ninety dollars from Ted. It's gonna do a little preemptive noise because you know uh, <laughs> Peter <laughs> Peter Peter's not gonna hear it anyway. Nate, uh, no. <laughs> he just told him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna guess about one ten. One ten, so we're gonna have double no. Is it less? Yeah, uh, it's the magic number sixty nine dollars. Oh dang! What you you can get a whole upgrade sprue for that? <laughs> <laughs> what a waste! <laughs> Who needs the knight? I just got the upgrade. You know, it was probably they they sold it exactly the same time, so I guarantee the person who bought the knight bought the upgrade sprue at the same time. It was like the same guys like, oh, you got such a bargain on these two together. <laughs> right. All right. Finally, something I'm really mad that I missed out on when it first came out, 2014, uh, and then if I was more frivolous with money, I would probably try and pick up myself the Imperial Knight Companion. That would be the the oh. book that came out with it at the same time as the original Knight Codex. Oh shit! That's not even. They can't even buy that anymore, right? No, that is out of print, sir. Let's say uh, sixty-six. So you think it's worth more than an upgrade sprue? <laughs> <laughs> you sir are crazy. <laughs> I pay that price for small pieces of plastic I can't use out with anything else, but not for a book. All right, Peter, what we got? Oh man, I, uh. I bet people are asking for over a hundred for that thing. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one ten. It was so wrong on both of your parts that really? I had to change the incorrect sound to a buzzer. Um, Fifty one dollars. Oh, you know what? Pretty reasonable. How much did they go for? I, I, I don't do that kind of research. That's, that's... <laughs> I, thought, I thought I thought those went for like eighty bucks. That's why yeah. I didn't get it the first time around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, last, and um, by certain means least, the first... Well, I guess I know someone who's going to be doing some shopping tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the compendiums and upgrade sprues. The original Imperial uh, Knight Codex from 2014, from, from back in the day. A oh. real old book. So an, an old codex for a six-edition army with two units in it. How much would you pay for that? 12, 12 bucks. bucks. Yo, shoot. <laughs> so, Darn. <laughs> so you guys both said 12 bucks. Oh, wait. Um, 12, 12, 12 of one. 
Okay. So you sticking with twelve? I'll stick with twelve. Okay. So, uh, Bing, uh, Peter's right again. It was eighteen dollars. Oh. Which, although there's some nice fluff in there, is still way too much to pay for uh, the Imperial Nightbook. Wow. But that's that's just my two cents on that there. So this, uh, Peter, you won. Uh, you won by five internet points. <laughs> so I five. will. And bitcoins. Woo. <laughs> I, I will make sure to go to DACA and post five times on your behalf for a non-profit charity of your choosing. Uh, thank you, Ted. Thank you, Peter, for playing. Uh, this has been eBay Price is Right. Uh, I actually, I kind of like doing this when it's localized to the topic that we're talking about. Yeah. It gives it kind of a nice little thing. Eh, super easy to do. It takes literally no effort. That's that's quite abundantly clear. E- except when the person who wrote the book is uh, also taking part. <laughs> oh, that that was right. We we played eBay Price is Right. Oh no no, no, no. it was it was uh, points, points are right. Is right yeah. Points is right. Where we took second edition codexes that Gavthorpe actually wrote and asked him what the points were <laughs> for specific models. And I, I think I lost that one. <laughs> I think you won that one, Tad. Did I? Uh, yeah, you won because he was like, "Well, yeah." And I was like, "I was like, well, on his defense, ask you know, ask me what I did was twenty years ago. A- ask it. me what I wrote twenty years ago, and I'm not going to be able to tell you." Right. Um, so yeah, I think that that's been it for uh, episode twenty two of Mob Rules. I, I think yeah, awesome. I think we're, we're we're pretty good, Ted. You're, you're giving me a sign that says no, we're not. No, I <laughs> I, I want this to never end. Oh, but but it has to. Hold on to this because because as I mentioned at the top of the show in our little intro, uh, I, I'm missing Game of Thrones for this. Uh, <laughs> and if that wasn't bad enough, WWE Payback is right now. Go Bullet Club. Um, <laughs> that 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 was the other thing from our interviews with Gav Thorpe is I, I spend about five to ten minutes at the start of each of them just talking to him about professional wrestling. It's it's yeah, it's we know our audience. <laughs> we know our audience. You don't know your co-host, but you know your audience. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> Who is this Hawaiian Jim? <laughs> what is this? Samoa Joe. God damn it. Okay. Uh, so, Peter, anything you want to plug or mention before we get out there? Maybe some URLs, web addresses, all that other kind of fun? Uh, just, hey, check out our show. <laughs> At uh, NGC40K. Uh, look it up on iTunes or check us out at ngc40k.com. And I really just want to say, guys, thanks for thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Anytime, man. Anytime. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, we'll have to do it again soon. Ish. When we, <laughs> when we I'll, find I'll be happy. I'll be happy to research whatever you guys want. Yeah. <laughs> you leave the it was like you do the research, the talking, the informative parts, uh, <laughs> and the entertainment. And me and Ted will do all the rest. <laughs> we'll be making burritos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, no, definitely check it out. Peter's NGC 40K podcast is real good. Um, I, I really do enjoy your narratives that you put on there. Uh, just kind of, I, I'm a big sucker for uh, radio dramas and radio plays. I've been talking to Ted forever about getting together and doing some uh, Flash, oh, yeah, yeah. doing some Flash Gordon rereads <laughs> and kind of releasing those. Just right. Because the internet has like this whole database of like 1930s radio screenplays, and they're <laughs> amazingly sexist and great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for 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 episode 22 of Mob Rules, uh, I've been John. I'm Ted. This is Pete. Uh, and we will uh, see you next time. This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. 
can also email us at themob at tophat-arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks.